Welcome to Lawyers Who Care, the video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond on behalf of their clients. And on each episode, we will meet a new lawyer and they will share stories about when they went beyond that legal counsel for the benefit of their client. My name is Andrew Samlin, principal of Samlin Wealth, a nationally recognized wealth management firm for lawyers, law firms, and their clients. And let's applaud lawyers who care and learn from them. Uh, today, my guest is Nicole Grunfeld. Uh, she is a partner uh, and attorney with Katz Millinger PLLC in uh, New York City, uh, focusing on all aspects of employment law. Uh, welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me here. So, Nicole, tell us about uh, what brought you to the law. Well, um, what brought me to the law? I've actually always been interested in the law. Um, I am the uh, the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors, and uh, one of the things, uh, amongst all the other horrors involved in that period, obviously one of the things that always sort of um, caught my attention was the fact that much of what happened was legal, um, that laws had been implemented uh, in a certain way to, um, to repress. Uh, and so I, I've always had an interest in how laws and the machinery of the state can be used to to uplift or to oppress. And uh, I also like to argue. So uh, law school seemed like a, an obvious choice for me. And uh, I always uh, knew that I would want to do something uh, in the civil rights area. Um, I was also raised to um, believe very much that uh, people who have a voice or who have access should should use it to help those who don't. Um, so that is what brought me to law school and, and the area of civil rights. I originally actually thought that I wanted to do um, advocacy and, and more sort of political work. But in in trying that on, what I realized is that although that work is very, very important, um, for my case, it was a little dry and I, I wanted client contact, which uh, also allowed me to use my more empathetic side to, to connect with clients who, who were in a tough spot in their lives. Um, so in, in law school, I, I took a, a civil rights clinic and in one of my summer jobs, I, I worked in employment law litigation on plaintiff side, and I really enjoyed it. So that is a long uh, story about how I got to where I am. And what about employment law? What had you uh, focus on that, uh, on that niche? So um, employment is just such an integral part of so many people's lives. Um, you know, obviously many, many people depend on it for, for their livelihoods and a great number of people also uh, turn to it for a sense of self. And um, especially in the United States, there's a, a great imbalance in power between employers and employees. Uh, and it, it seemed to me that it was an area where uh, employees and workers could really use an advocate and um, and there was it was an area where I could make a difference. Gotcha. So um, when we first started, you know, chatting earlier today, uh, you, you had mentioned you had a story um, that you wanted to share with everyone. Do you want to tell us that now? Sure. Um, so obviously, uh, people who who come to our firm uh, are often in distress. They have had some trouble at at their jobs. Um, 
either they feel they've been discriminated against or they have been uh, underpaid or uh, they should have gotten a, a reasonable accommodation for disability and didn't. So I, I have lots of stories, but one that sticks out in my mind um, it, one particular case was a young woman, uh, and uh, part of what sticks out in my mind is she was she was young. This was her first job, and um, and she was just very distraught about about how to handle it. She she came to us. She was a a personal assistant um, for the owner of a very small company, and she worked directly for the owner. And um, the the owner, her boss had uh, had asked her out a few times. And this made her very, very uncomfortable. Um, and because it was so small and because he was the owner, there was no there, there was no HR department. There was there was no um, no one else she could address it with. And there was also no way for her to be uh, transferred to a different position. So she came to us uh, to seek advice on on what she could do. Um, and uh, she also, she wasn't sure if she had legal claims because uh, she, she had sort of tentatively raised the issue with, with her boss that, um, that the asking her out had made her uncomfortable. And he had sort of brushed it off and said, you know, that he, he had done it quote unquote respectfully, that he hadn't, um, he said, you know, that he hadn't conditioned her job on it and that she should essentially get over it. So, uh, you know, we listened and and obviously we're very, very empathetic. That was a, a, a hard situation for her to be in. Uh, what also came out in conversation with her was that she also incidentally had overtime claims. She had been paid incorrectly um, that the she had been classified as someone who was not entitled to overtime based on the fact that she was earning a salary, but the mere fact of owning of earning a salary is not enough to exempt you from from overtime. There are other requirements. And uh, this wasn't what she called us to focus on, and it's not what we wanted to focus on. However, those types of cases are a lot more straightforward and um, can act as good leverage. Uh, when negotiating with an employer. So uh, we, we spoke with her quite a bit and um, she was very clear that she she wanted to leave the job, that there wasn't uh, any way that she could continue to work there because there, there wasn't anyone else there that she could work for and she didn't feel comfortable working for the employer uh, directly. She didn't feel comfortable being alone with him. So um, we attempted to negotiate first uh, without initiating suit, and the employer more or less stuck to his guns in the sense of that he didn't believe he had harassed her, he didn't believe he discriminated against her. Uh, again, he used the words, you know, that he had been respectful, that he hadn't um, uh, pressured her, so to speak, uh, in his mind, and was resistant to the idea that the mere power differential was. Uh, you know, was a form of pressure and uh, he was dismissive of the fact that she was uncomfortable with him. So uh, eventually we we did file suit and uh, we were referred uh, automatically to to mediation, which happens in the in the Southern District of New York. Um, and at mediation, 
um, she was able to tell her story with the with the help of me and with the help of the mediator. And um, I don't know how much the employer actually heard what she was saying, but she felt heard. She felt that she had gotten her point across. And again, the fact that there were unpaid overtime claims, um, which are less they're, they're more objective. They're, they're, they're more difficult for an employer to fight against. And that was additional leverage in order to get her some additional severance and, and money so that she could leave that job and, and go on and uh, find another job where she would be more comfortable. And one of the things that we worked on that was um, important to her that she, she hadn't thought about in the beginning, but uh, as we discussed it, it became important to her was uh, a non-monetary term, which is also something that we consider in our line of work. You know, obviously our clients would like to be financially compensated, but sometimes there are mon non-monetary issues. And in this case, it was her, her first job out of college and she was worried about, she'd worked there for, for a a fair amount of time uh, before these developments arose, and she was worried about having a reference for her next job. Normally, when we negotiate these matters, what we what we implement is what's called a, a neutral reference, which is that the employer will, own, if asked by a potential future employer, will only give the the dates of employment and the the title that the former employee held. Uh, but in this case, that wouldn't be really good enough because, um, because it was such a small company, it, it would raise perhaps red flags if she weren't able to get a, a, a good reference to get her next job. So we were able to negotiate um, uh, more or less a script of a good reference. And, um, and that was what was used when, when potential employers uh, contacted her former employer and she went on to find another job and she got some money from her former employer, which uh, tidied her over in the meantime with, uh, with a nice cushion, I might add. And um, she, was, she was satisfied with the result and felt like uh, she had been heard and her, her situation had been, uh, her feelings about the situation had been validated. Got it. And so that's the focus of your uh, practice. By the way, let me just make sure everyone knows today, my guest is uh, Nicole Grunfeld. Uh, she is uh, a partner and an attorney with uh, Katz Mellinger PLLC in New York City. Um, Nicole, so that people can get in touch with you, can you share your phone number twice? Sure. It's 212-460-0047. That's 212-460-0047. We also have a website, which is catsmellinger.com. Uh, I always tell people Mellinger only has one L. People like to put two L's in there. And we are on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. Got it. Uh, so everyone uh, knows this has been the Lawyers Who Care uh, video show podcast that highlights attorneys that go above and beyond. And Nicole is a shining example of that. If you're an attorney or no one that might be appropriate for this, please have them reach out to us at success at samalinwealth.com. That's success at samalinwealth. Again, my, uh, my very special guest is Nicole Grunfield. Nicole, thank you so much for having us today, or thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Great.